Hey, what's up? It's Rico, CEO of SourceFind Asia, and I'm back with another one. On this episode, we went inside a boutique plastic injection molding and CNC machining manufacturer. I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. So if you've been following the YouTube channel, um, you should know at this stage, I've talked about this quite a few times, that when you visit a factory, when you physically go there, there should be a clear step to each part of the production process, whether it's having multiple floors, uh, maybe the first floor is just a, is the, is a workshop, um, and then the second floor is you know offices, and the third floor is an assembly line, um, and then the fourth floor might be storage. And then, and then obviously maybe also on the first floor they have like uh, uh, like short-term storage for shipping and things like that. So it's going to depend, it's going to vary from each supplier to each supplier. Larger factories are going to have more space, they're going to have multiple rooms for the same thing. Um, smaller factories might only have one floor. For example, in this video, um, this company, they are a very small manufacturer. They only have 40 employees in the factory and at the time they weren't even that busy and it's everything was on one floor but you still have to look out for even if everything's on one floor you still have to see is there a clear step to each process to the does each um, part of the production have clear instructions is it organized is it clean those things don't change if it's bigger it just means that everything's going to be in a different room or in multiple floors but if it's smaller it might be all be might all be in the same floor there might be multiple things going on in the same workshop Again, like in the last video, I want you guys to look out for these things that I'm talking about. I want you guys to pay attention to each step of the production and, and come up with a judgment for yourself to see like, does this make sense to me um, just based off of viewing the video. If we walk into the factory, you can already see that it's tiny, right? Like the, there was a little display case which kind of was like their showroom as well. It doubled as a, it was like a display case slash showroom slash short-term storage like those boxes there that were about to be shipped out and then there was the actual uh, display case that had some of the products there one thing is again it's it's a little bit it's normal like it, my office isn't huge um this is the, one of the meeting rooms but the actual office space isn't huge so there's going to be multiple things in there and it might when when you're extremely busy it might get cluttered so it wasn't a big deal to me but it was just like okay you know you take note this this is a little bit different from larger factories but one thing that i did pay attention to was some of the items that they were had in the display case of course most of the products that they work with are plastic injection molding so it was all molded pieces some notable companies are working with with bose for the you know bluetooth speakers um, and then also they did some molding pieces for Mercedes-Benz. First of all, just because they're small doesn't mean that they don't work with big brands. And of course, just because they're small doesn't mean that they can't make high quality products. In fact, a lot of times, some of the best manufacturers are the ones that are extremely niche down and specific in what they do. So the next place that we saw was obviously the offices. There was a you know, little green floor and corridor and whatever, and then there's a bunch of offices. So I saw, we saw the showroom, like I said, that was the first place. And then we, we saw the meeting room and then they took us into a small little uh, QC room. So again, this was a tiny room with a bunch of boxes and all of those boxes were being inspected. 
So that's that's a huge positive, of course, right? Like you want to, I always talk about this, having a factory has their own in-house QC is always going to be positive. Of course, don't, don't be lazy. You still need to do QC yourself, but just the fact that they had that space was fantastic. And I, was, I, was, I went in there, they had one lady who was checking design specs on a computer. And then they had all these products that were laid out and then some products that were in boxes that were already inspected or about to be inspected. Then the next room that we went into was sort of their design room. They have, again, because this is a very, this, this factory is very specialized in injection molding, CNC machining. Um, they have their own in-house engineering team, not just engineers that would be working in a factory, but like uh, industrial designers. Another thing is they are selling their own products in China. So they also design their own products. So they had like, you know, on the wall, they had like a bunch of specs of all the individual products that they're working on. And most of their clients are from Japan. So they actually did, I think they also did some, some products for Honda as well. Um, and yeah, just, you know, very, very focused on getting specific specs done and correct, which is, again, if you're making a product that is very uh, particular, like a product that has very small pieces and intricate parts, or a product that requires specific tolerances, like strength and, you know, things like that, like this is the kind of stuff you want to see. You want to see a factory that has these kind of things in-house, which is having, you know, guys who are specialized engineers that are testing the the specs that you've given them, double checking them, triple checking them, like that's, that's really, really good stuff. So then we went into a little bit of the main workshop. So the first place we went into was called like the product piece inspection room. Essentially what it is, is they will, it was an inspection room specifically for pieces off of the mold. So again, they, they, these guys are making their own molds and they're, you know, performing injection molding in house. So when they take those individual pieces, they then would take them into this room and then check the dimensions and they had specific machinery to check different types of different individual mold pieces, um, depending on material and depending on how they were made. So again, very, very specialized, very, very good stuff that I saw there. And then they had another space called the, uh, they said the grinding room, but I, I think it was more of like a tooling room. And in that room, um, they were sort of, they would work on fixing small defects, tooling small issues, and then fixing small uh, issues with molds. So again, very, very focused in what they do. Moving on to the main factory space. So the first thing that you saw when you walked in was it's just a big room with a few uh, separate areas for separate things. And then there was another, uh, there was another one or two rooms that were for specific uh, types of machining. Again, this is not bad. Uh, I think when you go to bigger factories, a lot of the stuff that we saw would have been in separate rooms. But the most important thing is they have the space, they are separating each thing that they do into these different sections on the, the factory workshop space. And then they had clear instructions. And I understood the flow to each one of the, the steps. And the thing is, this factory is not necessarily an assembly place. Like they're not, um, when you think of a factory, you think about a, a place that does everything from, you know, taking the individual pieces to putting it together. And I think most times people think about the places that are putting the individual pieces together. This is the place that makes the individual pieces and then sends it to an assembly house. So sometimes bigger factories have both the you know injection molding machinery and CNC machinery, and then also the assembly line in the same place. 
This place is more focused on the step before that. And then they had a small assembly line in the factory. So the, after you saw that you, they were keeping all the individual pieces, these were metal pieces. Um, and then when you walked into the factory space, to the right there was a little small assembly line, which was just one guy basically. And at the time they were, they were not busy, so there was, no, there was no reason for them to have multiple assemblies. But again, the main focus is actually making the, the individual pieces. Moving on from the assembly line, uh, one of the first things we saw was their WEDM room, which is a, a wire electrical discharge machining room. Two of the most common ways you'd make individual pieces um, for a product is injection molding and then CNC. So injection molding usually deals with bigger pieces. So if you're talking about something like, let's say the case of, of this, which is a uh, external charger, um, it's a power bank. These, this is basically like three pieces put together and they're all identical. So this would probably be one mold. And okay, so there's maybe a, there's a fifth piece here, but this side and this side are the same. Right, so these are big pieces. This can be inject plastic injection molded. Very simple to do this kind of stuff. But there's maybe some smaller parts in here, maybe internally, that are made from either small pieces of plastic or small pieces of metal that are very, very specific in spec. And it's extremely difficult to make small pieces in a, in a mold. So then what you would probably be working with is a CNC machine to make those individual small pieces. But then when you go even more granular and you go even more specific and you're working with metal, a wire, mostly metal, a wire a WEDM machine is the way to go. And most places won't have that. So I was pretty impressed. I think this might be only the second or third time I've seen um, uh, an actual workshop that had that going. And we got a couple cool, cool clips of them actually using it in, in, in the process. And I, I took my time to, to see what they were doing there. So that was awesome. And then the next thing that we saw was their injection molding machine, which again, I really love that they were molding at that exact moment because I always talk about the process of how, how injection molding works. And it's, it's one thing to explain it, but it's another thing for you to see it. So basically injection molding, there's a giant mold. It's made from stainless steel. They put it inside this machine and then they inject hot plastic into the machine and then it forms the, the shape. So, you know, there would be a mold that has the shape of this and then the plastic would be injected into it. Probably would be dyed plastic because this is a simple color like black and then the piece would come out of the mold. So if you see that, that clip, that's, that's pretty much what happens. And then of course, beyond uh, around that molding area, they had the actual storage space for the molds. Again, this is all in the same workshop there, the storage space for the molds. I also got to see them cleaning the molds, which was also a kind of a positive thing to see. And then they had a specific space for CNCing. And at the time they weren't using the CNC machines. They didn't really have much going on there at the moment, but you know, they have it and it's one of the things that they specialize in. So the main thing that they do specialize in is like I said, plastic injection molding, but they are a all in-house molding place. So they do CNC, they have the WEDM, um, and you know, so th this is one of those places where like, again, if you have like a specific piece or really intricate pieces to your product that need to be put together and you know that a typical factory is not going to have the expertise to do it, this is the kind of place that you want to go to. So beyond that, um, we, I also, one of the things that I like about the factory is that 
um, they were it's a clean space um, even though it's small it's a clean space they're growing they were very open with me about their situation they're saying look we only have about 40 people right now um, we had a little bit of a busier time earlier in the year obviously around Chinese New Year you think it's going to be busier but it's not the case for their industry um, and you know they are also selling their own products so what they what they really do focus on is they have a, a really extensive uh, in-house design team and then with the assembly the assembly line of course when they have larger productions they hire more people or they outsource the assembly to other factories which is fine you know as long as you know what's going on um, I don't think that's a major issue okay so my main takeaways uh, some of the things that I like about the factory is that I like that they're small I like that they're specialized I think a lot of times uh, typical factories equate growth with having more more size more workers more and sometimes that's not the case like if you can maximize what you're doing and if you're very specialized and niche down with your particular space, which these guys were, they know that they're really good at design. They know that they're really good at, at, at machining, CNC machining, uh, injection molding. And if they do need to do assembly, they can do it. They do have the in-house expertise. They just don't have uh, a ton of workers. And it allows them to be flexible because they sell their own products, right? So that's, but that's also something to keep in mind is they do sell their own products. So you want to be a little bit wary about the, the, the factories that are really trying to push hard with their own, um, their own designs, because they will obviously, you know, pick up a few things from, from your, from your designs that you give them. But you know, it was, it was small, it was organized, um, very specialized. I got to sit down with the boss and the engineers and stuff like that. And, um, you know, that's my main takeaways from the factory and I would give them I would say four Hongbaos out of five. That's our new rating system. A Hongbao is like a, around Chinese New Year. It's customary for the single children in the family to get a, a gift from their older siblings or from like their grandparents. And usually it's money. And also uh, usually bosses give their employees a Hongbao, which is like, it's a red packet with money inside. Um, so yeah, we're giving them four Hongbaos out of five. So story time, why were we at the factory and what did I learn from physically going to another factory? I think at this stage I've been to like, I want to say I've probably been to like over 80 factories, like physically, <laughs> maybe even close to a hundred. I should tally it up, but I know it's over, it's over 70 for sure. Um, anyways, what did I learn from, from going there this time? I think. What I learned was, you know, bigger isn't always better. Um, I tend to, I, I think most people tend to lean towards working with a factory that has more people. But uh, for me, it's not even more people. It's just about them being busy. Like it's always weird when I go to a factory and, and there's not that many people, there's not that much stuff going on. Like it's a factory, you know, you're expecting to see a lot of people moving things, shipping stuff, but it wasn't like that at all. But that's not a bad thing because then when we sat down with a the team, they were very eager to take on our project. We were able to sit down with the head engineers and the owner of the factory and for them to sit down with us for two hours and discuss our project. And, and then also because they weren't that busy, they were able to give us really good production times for, uh, for, for what we were there for. So we were there because we have a client who wants to make some prototypes before Chinese New Year, they want, they're launching a crowdfunding campaign 
So we were, we've been communicating with a bunch of suppliers. We've worked with this factory before, so I wanted to go give them a, a proposal for the project first. Um, they already had the details. We just wanted to sit down and like hammer out the issues in design. Because the client designed it himself. He made the initial prototypes, but there's some issues with the prototypes. And you know we wanted to find a factory that has expertise to take it from where it is right now, which I would say is like 70% there to take it all the way, right? So we were discussing, you know, lead times and the various design issues. And in real time, they're looking at the sample. They're saying, okay, here's point. This is the first problem, second problem, third problem, and then solution, 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 solution. And then, you know, anything else that required more uh, discussion or more thought, they said, okay, we'll get back to you within like a week. And then, you know, we just had that stuff done and that's, one of my favorite things, again, about being in China is like at this stage, we haven't paid the factory anything, right? Like we physically went there, but you going there tells the factory that you're serious. It tells the factory that this isn't some, you know, random inquiry and they're going to sit down with you and they're, they're going to give you a bunch of solutions, which they did for us for free. And then the next steps from there is, you know, them giving us a quotation for making the prototypes and then a more uh, specific lead time and maybe a quotation for molding and things like that. So again, bigger, busier is not always better. Um, I think sometimes you wanna work with a small factory, especially when you are growing, especially if you're in a startup phase. And just because they don't have an extensive assembly line isn't an issue as well, as long as they're open about it and they tell you what the recourse is if you if they're going to outsource the, the the actual assembly and if they do outsource the actual assembly you have to make sure that you visit the factory that they're going to do the assembly at and you want to make sure that you know you know who they are you have their contact information and make sure that in your sales agreement your contractual agreement with the main factory they are liable for any issues that pop up in assembly Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for listening to this episode of the Main Cheddar Podcast. If you want to reach out to us, that's podcast at sourcefinancial.com. If you want to check out the show notes from the episode that you just watched, that's sourcefinancial.com slash made in China. And be sure to also check out our YouTube channel, Source Financial. All one word. Cheers. Bloody murder, murder, murder. Black on black murder. Papery murder Black on black murder uh, yeah. This is to the memory of Dan Roy Henry Too much enemy fire to catch a friend Straight from the same shade, nigga, we on the same team Giving you respect, I expect the same thing uh, All black everything, nigga, you know my fresh coat My fight for you, don't increase my stress though Niggas watching the throne, very happy to be you Power to the people, when you see me, see you And I'm from the murder capital, where they murder for capital Heard about at least three killings this afternoon Looking at the news like them, I was just with them after school No shop class, but had the school got a two And a I could die any day type attitude Plus his little brother got shot repping his avenue It's time for us to stop and redefine black power 41 souls murdered in 50 hours Papery murder Black on black murder Papery murder Black on black murder Genocide, cause 
Cause I can still hear his mama cries Know the family traumatized Shots left toes in his face About piranha size The old pastor closed the cold casket And said the church ain't got enough room For all the tombs It's a war going on outside When you ain't safe from I feel the pain in my city Wherever I go 314 soldiers died in Iraq 509 died in Chicago I arrived on the day Fred Hampton died Uh, real niggas smoke the fly Here December 21 is supposed to die So I'm out here celebrating my post-demise If you put crabs in a barrel to ensure your survival You gon' end up pulling down niggas that look just like you What up, blood? What up, cuz? It's all black I love us The papery murder Black on black murder Papery murder, black on black murder gang. Black on black murder gang. Black on black murder gang. It's a celebration of black excellence. Black tie, black Maybachs. Huh. Yeah. Uh. Black excellence, opulence, decadence, Texas next to the president, a present I dress in Dries, and other boutique stores in Paris, in sheepskin coats, I silence the glam, do you know who I am, Clarice, no cheap cologne, whenever I sh- Success never smells so sweet I stink of success The new black elite They say my black car bear the mark of the beast I repeat My religion is to be My verse is like church My Jesus peace Now please Domino Domino Only spot a few blacks The higher I go What's up well? Shout out to O That ain't enough, we gon' need a million more uh, Kickin' the door, uh, Biggie Flow I'm all dressed up with nowhere to go uh. Yeah, it's all messed up when it's nowhere to go So we won't take the time out till we reach the T.O.P. For parolees, the whole G, so keys, low keys We like the promised land of the OGs in the past If you picture events like a black tie What's the last thing you expect to see? Black guys, what's the life expectancy? Black guys, the system's working effectively That's what I'll be a real man, take care of your son Every problem you had before this day is now done New crib, watch a movie Cause ain't nothing on the news but the blues Hit the mall, pick up some Gucci There ain't nothing new but your shoes Sunday morning, praise the Lord You the girl that Jesus has been saving me for So let's savor this moment and take it to the floor Black excellence, truly yours, truly yours.